here we are. Here we are, are we are we opening up a new episode right now? Yeah, is this a I, new episode? Dude, so it's so it's wild to think about, right? Like this is this is part two. God, I've seen too much of you today, Derek. I know it's okay. You know what? I know I and, changed shirts for you. And just we might talk about some horror movies later. later but uh, you know the sequels can be better than the original. Can be better. Can be. It's possible. I think that depends on the franchise. And, yeah. and we've all had a few beers, so this could go one way or the other. Yeah. Yep. This is yeah. very, you know, it's it's critical that we get this right, guys. And I think uh, we will. I'm not I overly worried about it, though. I'm yeah. not overly worried about it. Mm-mm. So, guys, welcome to volume 2. 2, 2, 1, 2, 3, 4, With Abel Baker, founder, owner, Manos, Still here, still drinking beer, still waiting on the fear. Oh, that was a sweet rhyme. That was really good. Derek, why don't you just roll the intro? Hi, my name is Stu Hawk, and this is my podcast about all the weird, crazy, Spooky things that scare me and my guests, and the one thing that helps us forget all about them. Ladies and gentlemen, Beer Freaks. Volume de. De. Dos. Does anyone here speak French? Nope. No. I, I could read. I took French, German, and Spanish in junior high. All of them. Okay, I'm going to say volume dos then, because I took yeah. Spanish. Yeah. You know, I, I feel good about Spanish. Yeah. Dos. Yeah. German? Anybody? Eins, zwei, drei, yeah. Vai, so. Yeah. But what was that? And un, deux, trois, quatre, six, six, Okay. Well, here we are. <laughs> Volume two. Volume two. For all of those English speakers out there. And as you can tell here. by the music, this is the scary part of this, the first part. Yes. Yes. We, uh, we, we definitely delayed our horror part of the show because, well, frankly, we just had a good conversation. We did. Uh, we enjoyed our conversation with you, Manos, and we drank quite a bit of beer. Fair enough. Yep. Right. You brought some. Well, we 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 bought some of your beer at Corey's. Shout out to Corey's. Yep. Uh, shout out to buying my beer. Mm. Yeah. Shout out to. So, and by the way, uh, well, this episode will air a little bit later, but we uh, we got the pineapple kapow pow kapow. Uh, which is a sour, but it's a nice sort of like oh. entry level. Entry level may not be the right word. No, I, I'm not offended by that word at all. Okay. It's very good. But it's uh, for someone who is not a huge sour fan, I was a big fan. And those with heartburn. And those Perfect. with heartburn. Uh, <laughs> it's a what? real thing, you know Stu. Okay, it's fair a enough. real thing. <laughs> we, also, we also had the Chris Kale Impaled Ale, yep. uh, which went down crazy smooth. But my favorite... From yes. volume un, mm-hmm. <laughs> uno, uh, was 100% the double duck. The Was it double, double dead, dead, double dead duck. duck? Double, double dead, dead duck. duck. Yeah, we just call it 3D for short. Ooh, 3D. I like that. West Coast style, double IPA. Yep. Ooh, it's so good. We're if you like there. West Coast style IPAs, that's the guy to get. Mm-hmm. So, volume two. Um if if you if you didn't hear volume one, if you, you should probably go back and listen. You should probably go back one yeah. episode. But, but if we'll you gi- didn't, Manos, can you just give us a quick we'll intro of who you are again? Uh, my name's Manos. I'm the uh, one of the founders, co-founders, and owners of Able Baker Brewing here in fantastic and fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Boom. Uh, that's basically it. Boom. And that was the. 
a much better intro. I'm way too long-winded sometimes, especially after a few drinks. No, that's it. Short, so, concise. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah. I'm still thinking about that double dead duck. God damn. <laughs> you okay. love that, Forget man. It. Forget it. Forget I love it. seeing Stu. I love seeing because... Stu have these West Coast IPAs because he's like he, he's like a little kid in a freaking like toy aisle at, you at know what, though, Walmart. That, you know? That's what's cool. <laughs> a lot of people make the joke about how craft beer turned their drinking problem into a hobby. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> there's a, there, there's some truth in that because that's part of of being a craft beer enthusiast, man. Is And, and I, I still do it. Like I said, I get excited yep. about having things that I've really wanted to try. Yeah. Or if I go to a brewery and I, and I get shocked by like, oh, I wasn't expecting them to have a fantastic saison and I get yeah. one. Yep. I mean, I, I'll turn to whoever I'm with and just sit there and just soak in the moment oh, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. one of the great things about about craft beer and you know whiskey enthusiasts can do it too mm-hmm. or if you're a movie fan and you turn on a movie and you just bask in the first 10 minutes mm-hmm. of a great movie like aliens the first 10 minutes you're like oh you know um yeah. so you know, those things are cool but that's why craft beer is here so that sort of enthusiasm man yeah. that's why i've got a business and that's why craft beer is so so important to communities because people react to it that way it's mm-hmm. super cool to see you're mm-hmm. welcome <laughs> Derek, I'm good kidding. call. I'm kidding, but good call. we do have to get we we do got to get into the fear here because is it that time? I, it's definitely that time. Is it that time? Yeah, because I I know we also have one more beer to get to, but we do. maybe we should get We're to the beer. Otherwise, that. we may never get to the Ooh, fear. Yeah, you know what? It's it's up to you guys. Do you want to talk about your fear? While you're you're having a little drink, there's some good. There, there's a great bottle in there, man. We can crack it. We gotta do it. Okay, and, uh, I can talk about the fear while we while, while you open it up if you want to. Boom, let's do it. All right. So just just uh, okay. tell you what the fear is. Yes. So let's I, let's dig into uh, this. Believe it or not, I have a couple, and I tried to settle on the one that I thought was probably affected me the most, and it's uh it's needles and stitches. Mm-hmm. Like I I cannot stand to get stitched. Um, and unfortunately in my life, I've had the cause to have it happen a lot and on my face multiple times. And probably my biggest fear is needles coming at my face to stitch me. That scares me. It seems like a a very legitimate fear. Yeah. A very legitimate fear. And you know what? To be totally honest, I I have never gotten stitches in my life. Knock on wood. Tusudeskidematicus. What was that? That was the Greek version of knock on wood. What, I, I just took the evil eye off you. What does that mean? Just tusu. It means uh, take away the evil eye. So you just ah, you basically okay. just cursed yourself, and I just removed it for you. I very much appreciate that. You're welcome. Okay, thank you. Uh, so, t- okay, so <laughs> give us a story about a needle going at your eye because I like I can't even like I've tried to give blood before. I used to be okay at it. Now I pass out if I have to, if I watch the needle go in. So I hear you, but. What, when did you have a needle going at your face? So probably my biggest panic moment ever in my life is, uh, I won't really go into the incident, but, um, I needed to go to the hospital to get somewhere between 12 and 16 stitches in my face Mm. and, uh, was not happy about it already. Okay. And And uh, is there a reason you won't tell us about the incident? No, just. We, we don't need to go into that. We don't need to go into the incident. <laughs> right. But I had a good friend of mine, uh, and if Joanna's out there and she's listening, um, that was a nurse, had been a triage nurse in the in the military, and knew I was scared to death of needles. So um already knew I was gonna be in kind of panic mode about it. But I wound up having to go to the hospital and I can just remember being upset and watching this nurse in the emergency 
basically come at me with a meat hook, which is what it looks like when they're going to stitch your eyebrow. They have this like meat hook, like a uh, what's it called? An abattoir is what it looks like. And it was huge. And it's coming at my eyeball. Yeah. And I literally just lost it. Like not really panic attack, but was very upset. I mean, understandably. Yeah. And uh, got a little anxious and wanted to get up and move around to the point where no one would would take care of me. So the doctor came into the thing and he's like, you might be the biggest jerk of a patient I've ever had in my life. He goes, legally, I can't ask you to leave, uh, but we need to get this done. So how's this going to happen? And I was like, I don't know. Someone's got to stop coming at me with this giant meat hook in my face. Like I'm having a panic attack. I can't deal with it. And uh, another thing about me is I don't like medication. Mm. Um, So I refused any kind of anesthesia. So I wasn't going to get, anesthesia up. I wasn't going to take a pill to calm me down. Mm. I wasn't going to do any of that. The state that I was in was just the state that I was going to be in. So kind of put them in a bad situation. And mm. basically it got to the point where now there's like security guards and there's the doctor and there's this nurse with this giant abattoir hook coming at my face where the, the physician finally had to just be like, look, I want to put three stitches in your face, just enough to hold your eyeball together. Um, and then, and then you're out of here and then just leave and then just leave, just get out of here. And I remember the maybe 20 or 30 seconds it took her to put these three stitches into my eyebrow might've been the most panic ridden 30 seconds of my life. Like I really did not like it. You really could have used a beer at that point. I'd had some beers before. So <laughs> uh, that was the incident. That so, was the incident. Yeah, it was uh but yeah, it's just in and so when you asked me about my fear, I was like, okay, if I if I draw a blank mind, there may be other things that I'm afraid of or in the long run, you know, I'm sure everybody's afraid of death and things like that. Yeah. But what would be my kind of like my most panic ridden moment where I was really afraid of something? Yeah. And it was probably that twenty or thirty seconds when she was stitching up my eye. Ugh. And, and and ever since then, I've had other stitches in my face. I had a bunch in my chin. I had some in my cheek. I've had them on my elbow. But anytime I can see a needle coming at me, and I know it's to put a stitch in my body, I I, I get fearful. So if you if you look away, you can sort of avert the. Issue. But who's gonna look away when someone's sticking a needle in your body? Like I'm not I'm not that guy. Dude, there's there's a movie. I forget what movie it is, but there's a movie where they stick a needle in someone's actual eye. Ugh. That freaked hostile. Mean, yeah, was it hostile? Is it hostile? Well, they they take a like a like a drill bit. Like if you're screwing oh. in a nail and they yeah. drill it into the eye. Yeah, that would that would do it for me. So is that worse? Is is a drill bit or a needle? Is it something about the small thing or the like? No, it's not really. I think it's about the needle, really, because it bothers me in, in anywhere where that I would get stitches. But like I said, if I can visually see it and I know yeah. what's coming at me, it freaks me out. And we talked about this a little bit off air, and that's why, like on the horror movie side, like even a movie that might not be that scary because jeepers creepers is not a good movie no it's so um, it's, it's enjoyable so though it's, i will yeah, say it's, it's I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's a bad movie it's just not it's just not justin a, long yeah, oh, yeah. at his he's best he's, and, you know. and i love texas chainsaw <laughs> massacre but yeah. i don't think it's scary yeah, yeah but yeah. the scary part of it is the stitched face mask yes. that he wears yeah. and the jeepers creepers thing same thing uh, and even something stupid, like I said, uh, in The Matrix, where Keanu Reeves turns around that one time and it looks like his mouth is stitched yeah. shut, that yeah. freaks me out. I don't like to see that. Man. To me, that's the scariest part of all those movies. Oh, yeah. So, and it's so, related to stitches. So you can watch the one where they like stitch like three people together. What was that called? Oh, Human Centipede. Oh. Human Centipede. Yeah, man. Could you Ooh, imagine? Mouth. Uh... <laughs> mouth. Of, yeah. Woo. 
We don't need to dive too deep. We don't need yeah. to dive deep into that the, one. The first Human Centipede's not a bad movie. The second one and third one are terrible. I didn't the, even the know there Park were one was, a second and third one. The South Park version was really good. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> but, yeah, but like I said, on, on the fear side, that's kind of it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know where it comes from. I didn't have like a traumatic childhood experience where I yeah. got like bad stitches. Uh, yeah. I didn't really notice it fully until I was probably like 24 or 25 years old huh. and I started to need stitches quite often. That's <laughs> maybe that's worth analyzing, but we won't dive into <laughs> yeah, that exactly. side tonight. But no, know? that's, that's really curious because a lot of people on the show, they don't like necessarily have that, that moment sure. that they're afraid sure. of it. Right. Like, yeah, yeah I, the, the, I wonder the, where that comes from. Like, mo- well, movies and TV shows often try to give a very clear depiction of where things, the etymology of an issue. Yeah. Right. Yep. And the the reality is, human existence is just not that clean. It's a lot. It's much yeah. messier. It's very the, complicated. The, 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 where that comes from could be any various number of reasons, or it could mm-hmm. just be the fact that a fucking ducking, <laughs> quack, <laughs> the very fact that a needle is coming right towards your eyeball. That is scary in and of itself. Yeah. That doesn't need an origin story. That's weird. That's right. LASIK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that, that's why. I've, that's why I've never had it. Like for real. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the people who I've had tons of friends who've had LASIK, and they're always like, "Oh, would you ever get it?" And I'm like, I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. They're lasering I, off yeah. portion of your eyeball, man. Yeah. Like yeah. I got no desire for that. I'm literally probably the guy. Like we talked about this off air too, where I could lose a pinky. Yeah, and I would probably look down and go, "Okay, my pinky's yeah. missing." Yeah, yeah. But if a laser's coming at my eyeball, like they better have me strapped in. Yeah, like I better because, like I said, I don't. I'm not going to knock myself out or whatever. I don't do that. I, I, I'm going to be difficult to handle. Yeah, and it, um, it's like I don't blame you. Dude. Orange, where they held his eye open or something like that, dude. I, yep. I, mm-hmm. I always said if I did LASIK, they need to do one eye first. Do you let it make sure heal, make sure it's okay, and then I'll do the other. Because if you, you mess this context? one up. Yeah, dude, my eyesight is, I have negative 8.5. To a lot of people, that doesn't mean a lot of <laughs> I don't stuff. Know what that means. But it's not good. Okay. It is, if I don't have my contacts in or glasses on, I will not be able to function. I can't oh. see anything. It's it's just a blur. Really? That's oh, why the shirtless awful. picture is so large. So we oh, can yeah, see it yeah, with, yeah, got, without the contacts. Absolutely. And I'm very nearsighted. <laughs> so I hold that picture like this. Right up lot. to your right yeah, up to yeah. your face. Yes. Right. <laughs> so if I stay just far enough away from you, you'll have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. If you have no contacts in. Yeah. 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 But, okay. Okay. But I, I get you though. That's it'd be scary, dude. It'd be it, so it just scary. It always bothered me. So I got a question for you guys then. Yeah. So if you've done like forty of these, and this is just going back to the nature of human experience, you know, you always think that you're so unique or that your life is so special. We and are. That, that you couldn't possibly have the same plane of existence of anyone else. <laughs> totally. I, I bet of your forty things, there's been a lot of overlapping fears. Like people are afraid of kind of the same thing. Is that kind of fair to say, or am I wrong? I uh, it's surprising. It? Yeah. It's surprising. Yeah. You're actually a little bit off, and I would have thought the same thing. Yeah. Um, we haven't really had many overlapping, really, no. you know, ideas. Mm-hmm. It, it's ranged the gambit. Yeah, ga- I mean, people who are afraid of nuclear war, mm-hmm. scorpions, um, you know, the dark. Uh, you know, th- Th- that's what I would have expected to get a lot of. Afraid of the dark, or you know, we, we, that was honestly him. that was me. <laughs> I was afraid of the dark, and then um, it was before was he was a co-host. He was sleep a paralysis. Yeah. Those are mine. Go back to Derek's episode if you haven't listened to yeah. it, if you're interested, because it actually is terrifying understanding what sleep paralysis is. I'm a 36-year-old man that cannot sleep by myself in the dark. So, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> see, that, that's, that's a real fear. But, but on the broader yeah. thing, like just saying, you know, afraid of the dark, yeah. you would expect that if, my guess just would be, you know, that if you had 40 people on, that yeah. like seven or eight of them, their fear would have been well, the dark. No, when, when I started the show and then Derek joined, mm-hmm. I thought that what we were going to get a lot of is like, I'm afraid of ghosts yeah. or vampires or, you know, weird stuff. But we've gotten from the very pragmatic, again, mm-hmm. like scorpions. Yeah, you get stung by a scorpion in Las Vegas, that's going to suck. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be good. We've gotten heights, but specifically heights when their feet were dangling. Bob Barnes. Yep. Bob Barnes. Yep. Um, you know, we've had more, you know, um, self-actualization stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to achieve my life's purpose. Yeah. Or See, that would be another one I know? expect a lot too, like yeah. unobtained un- goals or mm-hmm. not meeting this deadline for how I thought my yeah. life was going to go. That's probably the most common, at least from a theme standpoint. Sure. Yeah. It's like sort of around like, I'm not doing the right things. Like Charlie's was, I'm going to... F- F up. Yep. Um, f- yeah. Uh, we had uh, Brian Chapin wasn't, was, I'm not going to achieve my life's goals. Yep. We had someone who thought that they might go to hell because they're not doing the right things. Yep. You know, yeah, like, see, that would be another one now that you mention it that I would expect because, because I'm very religious. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm also, uh, I like to read. So I love Dante's Inferno and things oh, like that. Yeah. So, so yeah. if you're, if you have that kind of, you know, my mom's Southern Baptist. So if you have that kind of fire and brimstone yep. back, backbone, um, man, the fear of, of going to hell. Yeah. Like yeah. that's probably a pretty strong thing in a lot of people. Now, so that, that this is the thing where if you took this exact same show and, yeah. and this is not to say that it, there's anything wrong with Nevada or California, yeah. but there's definitely a less overtly religious oh, sure. culture here. Mm-hmm. If you took the same show and you took it to my hometown in North oh. Carolina, you'd get the fear of hell a lot yeah, more than yeah, you would out here. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah. No doubt. Or the fear of damnation or yeah. disappointing my parents or what, whatever all those things tie in together. But that's, culturally, isn't that interesting? That's a like, good point you make. Yeah. It I mean, would be cool. really cool. It would be cool to, at some point, yeah. once we actually get Pepto as a sponsor, Pepto. to take this show on. on the road and see how those fears change culturally from region to region. I, I think, yeah. I think you would see it a lot. I think in, you know, that we're in a state that's connected to a state where the fears are vastly different than what would you would get different. regionalized? Uh, especially, like I said, as uh, you, you know, the, the religious continuity of an area mm-hmm. amps up. And I think in the South, like that's something where, if you've never been around people who are devoutly mm-hmm. fire and brimstone mm-hmm. religious, yeah. like that's driven in you to you from a young age yeah. is yeah. to, to be afraid of it because they want you yeah. to be afraid because it's supposed to breed morality and it's yeah. supposed to give yeah. you, you know, these correct structural points in your life to yep. abide by. And the fear of, of damnation is, is a real thing, which I don't think you really get out here. No, not nearly as much. No, that's it's, for a, sure. it's such a melting pot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is why I think maybe we don't have that overlap. You know, it's because everybody's very so different. Well, that's true because most, I mean, the people that we've had on the show, we have Las Vegas people who grew up here. We have Californians, we have Midwesterners, we yep. have Northeasters, we have, you know, Southerns. We're the like, Ninth Island. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Have we had any international yeah. folks on the show? <laughs> we haven't. Uh, Emma, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Emma grew up in another country. Yeah. But other than that, that's it. But it's yeah. it's interesting to say that you're not that there's not a lot of overlap. That's really cool. Because yeah. I would expect it that you guys would be like, oh, it's another person afraid of a monster in their closet. Yes. Or but, you know, another person that's afraid of clowns. After, yeah. after we got to episode ten, I was like, yeah. all right, I'm sure we're gonna start seeing some repeats. And we haven't. Right. But that's been fascinating. Yeah, that's cool. And actually, like Derek and I, one of the coolest parts about what we've seen is 
a lot of the people who talk about the more call it self self-actualization stuff, you know, the big thing that's the takeaway from the episode is no matter what your politics, no matter what your beliefs are, everybody actually likes one another. Mm-hmm. If you get to know each other on a personal level, yep. like this show, we don't get into politics and stuff like that uh, for good reason. We don't, we yep. don't need, you know, getting into that whole thing, but like we know sometimes, obviously you can kind of tell eventually like what someone's politics are, or what the, what their, you know, beliefs or background are. But the reality is like, look, you share a beer, you share a good conversation. You could try to get to know someone. Yep. There's a pretty darn so, good chance you're going to like that person. Well, and that's the thing is like, there may not be an overlap and a fear, but there is an overlap in that I think with every fear we've heard, I think maybe we're all a little afraid in a way of every fear that we've heard. You know, it may not be like a big fear, like a, yeah. like bugs. Like I'm not like I'm not a big fan of bugs. I'm afraid is, of bugs. But is it is it like my biggest fear? No. But am I afraid? Yeah, a little bit. Like some bugs, yeah, I don't like them. So I think we all have this, like every fear we've heard, I think we all have it yeah. underlying in some way. Yeah. So overlap shared in experience. That way. Exactly. And, yeah. and, shared experience. And, and, and that's that's a good point. And that's why I thought maybe you'd see a little bit more. But that's cool. And if yeah. no one has said stitches, then I'm down because I thought for sure yeah, someone nobody. else would say that. And like I showed you the text message earlier, my friend that's the nurse in California, um, <laughs> when she actually texted me to wish me happy birthday in her happy birthday text yeah, message, yeah. She said, it was like, you're still afraid of needles. <laughs> and I was like, you know, as a matter of fact, I'm about to do a show about this in about yes. two weeks. So. Now, now, granted, we do charge $100 an hour for the therapy sessions. So. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, we're not licenced. Trust me, <laughs> trust me. I need some therapy, and needles will be way go. down the, on the list of stuff that my therapist approaches me about. Oh, speaking of needles, here, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that, that'll be like that'll be like point number ninety-two. She's not worried about the needles. Oh yeah. Well, dude, let's let's dive a little yeah, bit more into, into this. the fear. Absolutely, we'll, we'll jump into this beer before it gets cold. Yeah, because I also want to talk some scary movies with yes. you. Absolutely. So, I mean, we've talked about the the fears, and we definitely need to talk about the beer. But why don't we intertwine some of our favorite scary movies? Because I know you're a horror aficionado. Hey, I'm, I'm a junkie, dude. I, I love it. Okay, so so let's first. What's your favorite horror film? Ooh, wow! So I probably should have been prepared for this because I knew yeah. we were gonna talk about of all time, of right off the mind, right off the mind. Quick, quick, quick! Favorite horror movie. Jeez, way too it's, slow. It, I know it's just too hard. Um, <laughs> it, it, and, and part and part of it depends on what you call a horror movie. So I'm going to go off board here, okay? Because Ooh. I think Aliens Two is a horror movie, oh, okay. and if Aliens Two is a horror movie, that's my favorite horror movie of all time. Look, okay. man, I, I I like I I would group a lot of sci-fi into horror, so I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with that answer. Huh? And and but it is if if you want to go, so I'll break it up a little bit. If you yeah. want to go classic camp, okay. my favorite classic campy horror movie is Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> Not even close. Cool. Um, if you want to go like traditional horror. It's hard not to like something from one of the bigger series, but I also think that The Shining is a great horror Hell movie. Beautiful. And yes. if that's not the greatest horror movie ever made, it's up close. But I also think that it's a great book. The movie's not that great, but the content of it's so good that I think The Dead Zone's a great movie too. Ooh, the Dead Zone. Okay. I've never seen that. I need to check that out. I've never seen that one. So super cool. So man, I have so much to say because you just said a lot in a very condensed space. 
Uh, Aliens we need to two off now. Aliens? No, no, you're, I'm not. I'm not going to let you. I'm not going to let you because <laughs> I'm very passionate. So okay, so Aliens two. Yes. What did you think about Sphere? Ooh, it's 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 okay. Yeah, um, just okay. It's okay, dude. When he comes out and his eyes are gone and like they're all black and he's come back from the black hole, the Event Horizon. <laughs> or so, Event Horizon no, was no, a good no, one. Sorry. Dude, okay, I totally got it. Not, not Sphere, Event Horizon. Yeah, Event Horizon was it's awesome. A, it's a great movie. That's, yeah. a, That's cool a great one. movie. That's it's a, a great cool movie. Yeah. It's just like when I see that movie, anytime I see a movie like that, Event Horizon, there's a few other ones, I just think Aliens. Yeah. yeah. And then when I think Aliens, I think, well, Aliens 2 is the-, the It's just it, so good. Why it, it's even? the best movie in that series. Yeah. Okay. And um, I, I get the blending of sci-fi horror, but to me, Aliens 2 is a horror movie. Yeah. And if it's a horror movie, it's- a really, really, really good horror yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, same thing. Like some people will break off zombie movies. Oh, it's not. It's not really horror. It's zombie. It's different. And then you can say, okay, well, what's the best zombie movie ever made? But is yeah. that if it, if you think that's the best zombie movie ever made, it's got to be in your list of top twenty horror movies. It just yeah. has to be. Yeah. Um. So the the one category twenty eight days later, by the way, Ooh, is a great movie for sure. Yeah. If it's if a we're great breaking movie. down zombies. What's the one with Brad Pitt? Not uh, good. Z. Generation Z. Yeah, not good. World War Z. World War Z. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it, it, well, it was good. Yeah, no. Was, no. No, it's not good. And I also, what I really, really like is, cla- I, I love 80s camp. Anything from the 80s that's camp. Oh, dude, yeah. all, all the trauma Killer stuff. Clowns Killer clowns. Killer clowns. Uh, what do you think? The Toxic Amer- Avenger. Um, you know, uh, what do you think of American Horror Story? Do you watch that at all? I do. And they did the eighties, like the the whole nineteen eighty four, nineteen eighty four. That was pretty good. So, I like American Horror Story, and I don't. Anyone who knows me knows this. I worship Stevie Nicks. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. nice. So, yeah, she was there. Anything the White Witch is ever in, yeah. I'm yeah. a part. I, I'm a fan of. It doesn't matter what it is. Cool. I used to run a bar. And I kept a placard behind the bar that said, bartender may refuse to work while Stevie Nicks is singing. <laughs> so if the jukebox or the radio or whatever is playing anything from Stevie Nicks, solo work, yeah. collaboration work, uh, Fleetwood Mac, if it came on, I would not serve. And I would just mouth the words to Stevie Nicks and walk around and enjoy that, it. Dude, awesome, dude. I, I just got to say, okay, so you like hard rock. Mm-hmm. You like Five Finger Death Punch. Yep. And then you throw Stevie Nicks into the mix. I, I love Stevie Nicks. That's Stevie awesome, awesome, man. Yeah. Okay, so there's a little bit of everything. Okay, back to horror. Yes. All right. So the 80s campiness, I still... I, okay, so I'll, I'll raise you with uh, raise killer, me a, killer Clowns from Outer Space. I, I love it. I think, <laughs> fantastic movie. I think that that wins. Fantastic movie. But now, here, here's why, and people will... I'm going to get hate mail for this probably. Here's why Sleepaway Camp... Is the greatest campy <laughs> horror movie of all time. Okay. That's that's so, gotta be your favorite movie, I it's, think, it's, of all time. It's not right? my favorite, but it's just every single movie made since Sleepaway Camp was put out. Yeah. That has a surprise shocker ending. Yeah. And this is not just horror. This means all the M. Night Shalomon stuff, oh, Sixth Sense. He does it. Every amazing. sci-fi where the alien's not an alien or the robot's not a robot. Like all everything that's been done since Sleepaway Camp, and I'm not gonna ruin the movie for anybody who's never seen it, but every one of those endings where it's all crammed in and funneled to the end, and it's like boom, big reveal should write. The, the people from Sleepaway Camp a thank you letter because they started it all. <laughs> really? It had never been done before. It was the big reveal. Yeah. The, it just 
everyone owes them a debt of gratitude. Now, was it done immaculately? No, <laughs> it's horrible claymation or whatever it is. It's 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 a bad scene, but the notion of it yeah. of I just sat through ninety seven minutes of movie and. Everything that I just did was worth only the last 30 seconds right. of this movie is genius. Yeah. That's so, awesome. so we can't give anything away because I'm guaranteeing 95% of our audience has never seen or maybe even heard I've, of this movie. I've, dude, I've never seen it. Uh, we won't give anything away. Go watch it. Yes. Yeah. And you get it's all, probably free on Prime. It's got to yeah. be you know, somewhere. And you get all the other 80s cheesiness too. Yeah. Half cut shirts on oh, the guys. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Really short shorts, big hair, yeah. really terrible, terrible dialogue. The zooming in of the camera. For, for the whole movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's super machismo through most of it. Yeah, it's, love it. It's just so 80s. Cool. But and like I said, the end of it is just, and that's what makes it, in my mind, the greatest campy movie, uh, campy horror movie of all time, and maybe okay. the greatest horror movie of the 80s. Okay. 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 So, so so we've attacked the horror sci-fi. We've attacked the campiness. Mm-hmm. Now, you said something that I'm just 100% immediately going to agree with you on. Shining is my favorite horror film of all time. Amazing. But you mentioned two in the traditional horror film genre, and they're both Stephen King's. Yep. Are you a Stephen King fan? Absolutely. Oh yeah. shit! Yes. Yeah. How, yeah. Yes. How can how can you not be? Yeah. I mean, a guy's got it. He's got it dialed in, dude. The guy is just every year yeah. pushing out. I mean, I'm not saying every single book he's writing is a winner. Yeah. But man, I mean, the Dark Tower series is still like it still holds my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Stand, which just they did the the series again on uh, yeah. CBS All Access. The, the Stand is fantastic, and obviously for someone who owns a brewery. Yeah. That's atomic imagery themed. Yes. Yeah. I have to love With the stand. Vegas. You oh, know, dude! If if I could put on a cowboy hat and ride a nuclear bomb into <laughs> Las Vegas, like, they, you know what I mean? They just filmed some of the TV show here, like yeah. two two yeah. three months ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. At literally just down the road. Uh, from I, us. I mean, I think a little bit earlier because it it came out like two months ago. Okay. The, the so, film, but a little bit, yeah. It was cool. I mean, I don't know. I, I love the book. I actually love the 90s miniseries. I do too. It's better than the remake. It, 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 yeah. it was for sure. The Randolph, like, I love um, what's the Norwegian actor's name that played Flag this time? Jesus. Oh, uh. But, uh <laughs> It's it's like that famous guy. He's like the whole famous family. And his brother plays uh, the clown from it. Um, oh, Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Um, he just didn't do it for me for nope. Randall Flagg. Nope. But the 90s guy, I don't know what his name was. But he, he, was, he, he did a great job. He was so good. Uh, he looked like the, the the guy who played Randall Flagg in the original The Stand had a striking similarity to the bad guy from Roadhouse, which made me oh, like him even oh, more. Jesus. Yeah. Lazy rest in peace, yeah. man. They, they, had this, they had the same haircut. They had the same kind of idea. But yeah. uh, every time I saw that old uh, miniseries of The Stand, I just always would think of – I'd like, is that the bad guy from Roadhouse? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. if they're not the same person, they're they're lost cousins. Dude, yeah. I, I was looking so hard for The Stand on, like, DVD or – or obviously I wanted to stream it from the, the 90s miniseries. The original. You can't find it, man. Yeah. I had to eventually buy it on eBay as, an, as a DVD series. Yeah. I had to do that with Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Opera. Like, I have a <laughs> – What? D- I, yeah, I have a d- – speaking of horror Kiss movies. Meets the um, that <laughs> sounds like a horror movie. It's amazing. <laughs> And uh, it's really, horrible movie. it used to be really, really hard to find. And I've had a, a copy of it since probably the mid eighties that I just love um, wow. that I actually found in a book. 
I bought a book at a bookstore and was flipping through the book. Yeah. And there was a a, a disc. No that way. Had, uh, there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dude. Wow. How okay. funny is that? Okay, so tell me. So pick pick um Friday the thirteenth or um Nightmare oh. on Elm Street. All right, so I'm <sighs> I don't want to get weird. I know it's all tough. Right, so I'm no, going to get weird. That's what right, this show is yeah. about. All right. Man. So I'm going to pick Friday the 13th, but not for the reason that you think. Okay. And this, I don't want this to come off strange, but a lot of classic horror movies are built around the notion of young people being scared and sure. being freaked out. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them contained, you know, nude scenes. Oh, that's and, how they sell the tickets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of the best nude scenes in any movie ever is in the original Friday the Thirteenth. So I would True. choose that over. Nice. Uh, I would True. choose that over uh, Freddy Krueger because. Uh, well, then should you throw Halloween into the mix? Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, Jamie early Lee Curtis, days, man. man. The Queen, the Scream Queen. Yeah. I, I, I love uh, that series, but actually, my favorite one is the one-off. Is it Halloween Three, where they do the masks? And and oh, uh, and uh, oh, he's yeah. and and Mike Myers isn't even in it. There's yeah, like eighty yeah. of them. It's I don't so know, bad. They it up. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> did. They mixed it up, and I just love it as a one-off because it's these kids who buy these Halloween masks, and there's a chip in it, and it makes your head explode or whatever. And Mike Myers isn't even in it. It's the weirdest Jesus. Halloween movie ever. I think it's Halloween three. Really? And um, but no, that series is good. And the last remake they did with Jamie Lee Curtis that just came out like two years ago was fantastic. Was, yeah. was that one Rob Zombie or was Rob Zombie one before? He was that, the one before. One before. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. But the one that they just did, I think, just called Halloween. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it and has the little basement with the shotgun. Yeah. Um, but, but she does a, a great job. And, and she's um, coming back for one more. Yeah. That movie one series more. is great. And I love the early Friday the 13th. And uh, yeah. I actually mis- mixed it up. So it's the the one that I'm talking about. The nude scene is in Friday the 13th. Or sorry, Friday the 13th Part 2, not one. Oh, so, see, you like the number twos. I do. Yeah, I like the like, number two. You got, <laughs> you got twos, Alien. Yep. Alien. Duh. Duh. Alien. Duh. Duh. Friday the 13th, duh. This is episode duh. <laughs> this is episode duh, volume duh. But no, normally, I mean, sequels can suck, but sometimes they're great. Evil Dead 2. Back to the Future. Duh. <laughs> well, hey, what about... what it's not about a scary movie. House I'm of, just thinking House of, of a Thousand Corpses and then uh, Devil's Rejects. You talking about Rob Zombie stuff now. Oh yeah. yeah, you know I'm a Rob Zombie yeah. fan here yeah. too. I, I got you. I I don't mind either one of those movies, and I I think he's got a real like deep seated appreciation for horror, yeah. which is super cool. Yeah. I'm not really a fan of the way that that he uh, the the ambiance that he creates mm. with his movies. Okay, but I appreciate the fact that he loves it. And like I said, for me, not to get outside of the '80s camp because that's what I grew up around. But outside of that, if I want to see something. Unless it's literally fantastic, like we're talking mm. about The Shining, and it's just yeah. a a movie that's going to be a great movie, it just happens to be a horror movie. Yep. Then I need old black and white stuff that I really, really love. You know, mm. House on Haunted Hill, oh. House of Wax. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going back to the original, you know, movie monsters, the original Frankenstein, sure, Nosferatu, the original Bela oh, Lugosi, oh, Dracula. I put that on every Halloween, yeah, just like at least for really background good. ambiance. The, the, yeah. the original Dracula with Bela Lugosi is one of the greatest movies made period doesn't matter that it's a monster movie or horror movie whatever you want to call it but all those great movies and then you get the campy versions of them too sure you get the bride of frankenstein you get abbott and costello meet blankety 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 blank you know that that's done and it just takes the horror genre to a different level but i have a lot of those on dvd that i love to watch and the one thing that i like about it is when you showcase those movies to people who've never seen them yeah if you show somebody 
like uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon the first time. Yeah, it's a little slow. Sure. But by the time the movie's over, people are like, all right, I get it. I, yep. I, I, yep. I understand why people dig this. Yep. You know, and, and same thing with some of the campy stuff. There's no one. You've mentioned Killer Clowns from Outer Space a yeah. couple times. And uh, I actually had that on an age myself on vhs nice and i watched the vhs so much so many times i had to throw that vhs tape away and get a new vhs Man. tape nice. and and that's a movie you you'll never put that in a tape deck or vcr dvd player or stream it or whatever you want to do and show that movie to someone where someone's not going to go okay that was they it was either, fun it, it was, was fun. a fun ride it's well, fun you know people, and it was creative well yeah and that's the thing is people like look at these like, you got to go back to the old films and, like, yeah, granted, they may be slow, they may be cheesy, they may be whatever, but without those, we wouldn't be where we're at right now. Yeah. yeah. You know well, what I mean? Exactly. People people need to appreciate, like, this is what, like, paved the way, man. Yeah. Like, yep. pretty cool. You just got to stop. You just got to stop remaking them. Well, yeah. yeah. Like, Jesus. And there's a true. time and place. Like, yeah. there's well, a stop. And, and, and there's a lot of truth to that because, like. One of the things that you said earlier about IPAs, when we were talking about like Sierra Nevada as a pale ale, like they kind of nailed it. Yeah. And there's not a whole lot you can do around. But when you look at IPAs, there's never going to be a winner of the IPA contest Mm -hmm. because there's so many things you can do with that. Exactly. And I feel like there's a lot of similarities between IPAs and horror films. Because when you look at horror, I mean, even just the first three that we mentioned, you've got the traditional, you've got the sci-fi, you've got the campy. You have a million other subgenres of horror that you can mm-hmm. talk about. You've got monster. I mean, what what camp would you throw the Scream series in? Which Scream. I love Scream. Scream right. is amazing. Man. Right. The I, first Scream is. I, I'm going to be a fan of this too because I love literature, mm-hmm. and you can dog on the Scream franchise all you want, and I won't say that I'm a crazy huge fan. But if you go and you look at the writing. Mm-hmm. If you look at how well the movie is written, yeah, um, from intertwining certain concepts of yep. horror yeah. to paying homage to different things and yep. just the, the the it's done really well yeah. Yeah. and it's done really intelligently yep. and that's a lot harder to do than 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 most people think and every time i watch those movies that's what i think about yeah. as well okay doesn't matter if i like this movie doesn't matter if i think it's scary um it's written really well and the other thing is it's when you create something that's iconic no matter what brand it's within mm-hmm. like and, and we talked about bud earlier it doesn't matter if i like budweiser or not yeah the two appreciations I have are, and like we talked a little bit off air, is uh, I'll never really make fun of Bud yeah. because I can tell you right now, just brewing a 60-barrel batch of something and trying to make it taste just like the 60-barrel batch that you brewed before and yeah. just like the 60-barrel batch you're going to brew next time is very hard. So when Budweiser can put out millions of gallons of something and you never hear anybody go, this doesn't taste like the Budweiser I had last year. Yeah. You never hear that. Yeah. Man, that's a talent. That's yeah. a skill set. It's yep. it's it's got it's got value and it's iconic. It's the same thing about the scream situation is that mask that they created, it's iconic now. Yeah. It's like Jason's hockey mask. 100%. It's like the Mike Myers, you know, white mask shield that he has it, it, it's like freddy krueger's knives <laughs> it's it, it's iconic and that is there's been so many horror movies made you know, millions or thousands anyway but you can go through on two hands and probably list the things that the average person that you walked up on the street if you Knows showed it to them, them what is this yep. and if you hold up the screen mask to an eight-year-old they know what it is. Yep. If you hold up a screen mask to a 40-year-old, they know what it is. Yep. And that is 
amazing thing to be able to accomplish. So on yep. the beer side, it's the same thing. Um, it, 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 we, we, we just talked about IPAs. No one ever really owned in the market. It's true, but like take Pliny the Elder from Russian the River. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. That that beer, which was once this legendary, impossible to find, like white well of a beer. Yeah. Now with with Drizzly and all these other things and beer traders in the secondary market, more and more people have had it. Sure. And if you even hold up a Pliny bottle, people know what it is. Yeah. Yep. Man, that's powerful. That's hard to do. That's yep. um they it, created an exclusive iconic thing. Yeah. And by the way, the funny thing about Pliny is I've heard so I still have never had a Pliny. Wow. I've still never had one, but I've heard a couple of people who finally got one like over the last couple of years. And one of the things that they say is I bet this beer was really unique and really cool back in like 2005. It's like a Yingling. Right, but but now there has been so much transition and transcendence in the IPA market that mm-hmm. like now Pliny's kind of like yeah it's good but it's yeah. not like it's not going to blow my mind. Well, it, but yeah. in the but it was the OG again. It was like kind of like that original. It was one of the first really hoppy, really good, you know, he, unique. Ideas. He invented the category. Yeah. There's no double IPA in America without Russian River, yeah. without Pliny the Elder. It's, it's crazy. And uh, it, I, I get what people say. You know, you taste it and and it is you know a little later and and there's a lot of other stuff on the market, but it's still a great beer, man. Still a great yeah. beer. It's still a great beer and uh. I don't think that's going to change, but it's, it's the other thing. Like I talked about the dude who invented the the milkshake IPA. It's you start to tell people what you're doing. Yeah. You let mm-hmm. people know where you're going with it. And one of the original things about Pliny was he was one of the first people to really take wet hops and use them in his IPA. Yeah. So he was literally getting hops that had been harvested like that same day. Yeah. And then he had had them gotten to him without being Whoa. frozen, without being shipped. And then it were right into the beer. Mm. And you tell people that you're doing that, and some other brewer goes, "Man, I live right next to a hop farm. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I don't even have to have this stuff Let's brought to it. me. I'm practically growing my own stuff." And <laughs> and people start to do it. And now you know there are other beers out there that are considered great beers. But I, I think Pliny's uh, got a niche where you know it'll never go away. And uh, you know to the point about you know kind of the stuff here is when we did Atomic Duck. Um, you know I'd always said, you know, God, I, I can't believe when you go to another city, pretty much other cities, even if they're not beer cities, you can walk into that city and you can say, I, I got to get blank. Because mm-hmm. I used to go through Texas all the time. Yeah. And I knew when I went to Texas, I wanted a Shinerbach and I wanted Shinerbach. a Lone Star. Yep. I wanted both those beers. And I knew I could only and, get them in Texas. No, Lone Star is Lone actually Star. just a normal, like everyday, like it's, Pilsner sort of thing. Yeah, it's, Lone it's, Star is- it's Pretty fantastic, yeah. but it's and good. Little, little shout out. It's so Rose at Silver Stamp keeps Lone Star on tap at her place, well, and I literally walked there just so I could drink Lone Star. Yeah, we'll have to do that. It's we, a great beer. Okay, so back to the scary stuff because we got to get back to the scary stuff. Yes, right. Yes. Um, scary movie with beer, right? What if, what if you know you watched a movie and like beer was just gone? All of a sudden, one day you wake up and it's gone. Not like prohibition style. You got a long, right? But like a lot just, of angry middle aged white guys. Like, could you imagine? <laughs> what, well, you know, you know, you know, there's beer in your favorite movie, right? I don't know if you ever noticed it. Yeah, in Back to the Future. Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. The DeLorean is powered by by the garbage beer. and beer and beer. He yeah, dumps the beer in that there. in. Yeah. <laughs> See, and you need beer. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. It's it. It would it would create an insane. Just it'd be terrible now, for see, society. This, so that's dystopian horror yeah. because you're creating a society that no one wants to live in. Yeah, I'm a huge good. believer in dystopian yeah. stuff. I have stacks of novels of pretty much every great dystopian. It, it, amazing. 
Um, book is better than the movie, of yes. course. Although um, Will Smith was pretty good in it. He was well, good. He had yeah. to kill his dog. Oh, Oof. dude, don't even talk about it. Don't talk about it. <laughs> Although, you know, if Coop was... Uh, All right, so you know. here's the anyway. thing, too. Is, is, is that a horror movie? You know, okay, so I think that's good a good question. question. And then Very here's the other question. question. Is that a vampire movie or a zombie movie? Ooh. It's a zombie movie. Is it? A, wait, hang on. Wait. Ooh. But they can they, Ooh. they get burned by sunlight. I, I'm just telling you, I think it's a zombie movie and it's not a horror movie. Ooh. They can't really? go in the sun. Yeah. Okay. And they're fast, which typically not. There are zombies with, or zombie movies with right. fast zombies. 28 yeah. Days Later is one of the, like that. The Brad Pitt one. They were pretty fucking quick. Yeah, they were World pretty War Z, they were fast. Yeah. Um you know, Walking Dead, obviously very slow zombies. Yeah. I would never even be worried about those zombies in The Walking no. Dead. You're like, all right, we'll be fine. You know? Right. But, um, okay, so good question. I would definitely say I Am Legend is a horror film. Really? But I think I would call them vampires. Man, I don't know. I couldn't see, I, I can't see I Am Legend as a horror film. Me neither. I can't really? see. No. What, what were, were, you, were, you ever, were you ever frightened? I mean, I get the tense nature mm-hmm. of yeah, the yeah, setup yeah. of the movie, but, you know, creating that, atmosphere is different from horror i think yeah and i yeah you're right i, I don't think there was horror in that movie there, there is a difference between suspense and horror yes. and i totally agree with that um i would say what cha- makes something a horror film for me is that there is some sort of absence of reality of of the reality that we're aware of right so like die hard clearly not a horror film suspense mm-hmm. action film yeah right christmas uh, movie one. uh Yes, because it happens during Christmas. It does. It doesn't it's, matter what movie. If there's snow yeah. and they're celebrating Christmas, Christmas movie. It's, it's 100% a Christmas movie. It's a movie. Christmas yes, it movie. Is. Yeah, it is. For sure. Um, so when you suspend any sort of reality uh, and when there is any sort of supernatural being, and this might come back to bite me. If you guys could provide examples where this is clearly like other movies that- Harry Potter. Uh no, it's just a well, te- it's, it's just well, a terrible movie, not a horror. Well, hang on a second. <laughs> there, there are elements of Harry Potter that are horror. I mean, for sure, you've <laughs> you got would, the Death Eaters. But you would got, characterize uh, Harry Potter as a horror. No, okay, so that's fair. No, that's that's fair though. That's fair. Yeah. Um. Well, but I think that you know, but you, it, all horror movies are suspense movies. Yes. Okay. But so, not all suspense movies are horror movies. Yes. And Harry Potter is not a suspense yes. movie. Wow. I love that you okay. said this because I was going to ask about it because there's some suspense. Like I love my thing is I love movies that will mess with my mind when I leave the theater. Like like Hereditary, dude. No, oh, that her- is Hereditary. That is I wasn't such, a big fan. Of. I know there. That movie is the biggest split of all time. Yeah. I, what, what do you? Think? I, I loved Hereditary I up until the last ten minutes, and so then and a then lot of it people lost me. Oh, dude, it lost me. Why? Why did the ending bum so many people out? Because it just it was going this totally different way, and then all of a sudden it was like a cult thing in a freaking treehouse. Like it, it was just so. It just. Took a totally different turn, but it was building towards that. I, I didn't feel I, like it was an like I, don't a, know, I didn't man. feel like it was a ninety degree turn. I felt like Me it was neither. just you know uh, yeah. they, they were going that way with the the god of yeah. uh, you know what do you call it uh, uh, turmoil or whatever. You guys are wrong. That's what they were going for. <laughs> but I mean, you know, like uh, a movie that came out recently, like The Witch, is Ooh, yes, yes, it's a fantastic movie. Yes. Slow, slow but burn. Good. That slow doesn't burn. matter. Doesn't yeah, matter. It's good. The Village. That, what do you think of The Village? I'm nice I, I thought it was okay. I can yeah. tell you this: the last time I physically, and and I I've, I tell people this all the time, uh, rarely ever because I love the movies and uh, I, I go often and I watch a lot of home horror, obviously. But uh, I think the last time I really went to a theater and I was yeah. scared. Yeah. In the theater, Paranormal Activity. No, 
Oh. Uh, Blair Witch Project. Oh, really? yes. Okay, so same kind of level though. Yeah. Blair Witch you, Project you, and because you, you want to know why? What was weird and perfect about me with the Blair Witch Project? Is, you were going uh, camping the next weekend. No, <laughs> I went. To, I went to the wrong movie. Oh, did, I, what? I, I, yes, I did not know. Were I was going like a Disney movie. No, or something I, I bought a ticket for a different movie, and I walked into the wrong theaters. <laughs> Whoa, dude! And I sat. But you never left. No, I never what? left. So I sat down, and like ten minutes into it, I'm like, "What freaking movie is this? What is going on?" And I, I didn't intend to go see the Blair Holy Witch cow. Project. That's hilarious. And, and made it even better oh, yeah. because I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, I hadn't heard hadn't anything about any previews, it. No, no previews. Like, I didn't. I didn't go with the intention of seeing the Blair Witch Project. Uh, I just thought I was watching a poorly shot yeah. movie. You're and I'm like, well, it's like a trailer for yeah, something. I'm like, no wonder I didn't want to go to this movie. Yeah. This movie's garbage. Hilarious. And uh, and 20 minutes into it, I'm like, well, I'm, I mean, I've got to just stay. Yeah. And it was the last time I was probably physically scared in a movie theater. Man, really? See, yeah. dude, and wow. they set a precedent, man. They like, I mean, Paranormal Activity is the one film I will say. That mentally messed me up even to this day. Well, you, do you know why that movie messed you up so bad? Why? It's because you have this intense fear of yeah, bedtime, Already, yeah. of the dark, of sleeping. Yep. You, you, and half of that movie is watching people sleep and getting yeah. blankets and dragged off of them. And, yeah, and, you yeah know, 100%. It's perfect. It, it, it is your perfect storm. It's my perfect storm. I mean, it was you. So, yeah. like, for Blair Witch Project, I, I actually, I was. I was relatively unimpressed by that movie until the final, basically like three minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seeing that chick standing in the corner was like, "Whoa, that was creepy." <laughs> no, 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 no. And then, and then it just ends. Yeah, and then it's just over. Yeah. Uh, and if you haven't seen the Blair Witch, that's not a spoiler because that was like 15 years ago. Yep. So you should have you should have seen it by now. And we saved you from the sleepaway camp spoiler, <laughs> so we're being very polite. <laughs> that's right. That's right. The the last movie that kept me up all night um, was, uh, believe it or not, The Sixth Sense. Great oh, movie. That's amazing. Man. That was sense, M- man. probably M. Night Shyamalan's best yeah. movie, 100%. Uh, yeah, for sure. And and I was 11. Sometimes your opus is the first thing you do. You don't get to pick. Well, to be yeah. fair, the first thing he did was Stuart Little. <laughs> that was the first thing? <laughs> All right. That was the first was major first project thing? that he right, worked right, on. Right. He wrote that, right? Well, he's a co-writer on it. Yeah. yeah. Dang. Yeah. It's, Which is it's just hilarious. The, the difference, like, yeah. yeah. Now, The Sixth Sense, a fantastic movie. And like I said, he yeah. should write a letter of thank you to Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> there you go. Because we got to yeah. watch that. We got to watch that. Yeah. We can watch it together. We can yeah. do it like we did the other night. You know, yeah. Derek and I hold hands. We put on some PJs. That's perfect. Pop some popcorn. We do a pajama yeah. party. You can watch Pretty in Pink right after. Well, exactly. Uh, yeah. We've got to calm down after the show. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's good. Uh, but those movies are great. You, you want me to talk about the beer before you spill it all? Yeah. No. <laughs> hey, don't talk about it. It's an accident. <laughs> I try and keep it away yes, from my computer, but then Derek party fouled so hard right yeah. now. This is a very valuable it a, beer. It wasn't a lot, but even a little bit is a lot. I'm messing so, with you. Yeah. So what what I did, guys, is I brought them a. Uh, so we make a beer called Honey Dip Stout, mm. which is one of our uh, core four products. It's one of the first things we came up with. I referenced a little bit earlier talking in, in the other episode about how we brewed it forty something times before we got it right. So uh, we took that exact same beer. And we do a double barrel version. So we take it and we split it between two different types of barrels. Generally, it's one bourbon barrel, one rye barrel. And then we blend them back to de- together and we put out a beer called Double Barrel Honey Dip Stout. So um, one of the highest rated beers ever brewed in the state of Nevada. I think it's got like a four, three something on untapped. Whoa. Like it's, it's up there. 
Um, we also submitted it to the uh, National Honey Board Beer Competition mm-hmm. for a couple of years, and it took uh, multiple gold medals in the best honey beer category. Boom! Um, so it's it's one of the best honey beers made in the country, and it's it's a it's a world class uh, imperial stout. So we do this. It's uh, one of the few beers that we bottle and put out in twenty two ounce bombers. We release it on Valentine's Day every year. Is is there a special meaning for that? Yeah, what's the reason well, for that? <laughs> yeah, just I, what, what I wanted to do is same thing. So I knew we had a great beer, mm. and it was really hard to get it out to people. You know, we can't put this in a can at the time. Mm. Um, you know, we're a smaller brewery. We're putting it in twenty two ounce bottles, which makes it kind of expensive. Um, and I just I really wanted to expose the product to people. And this is before we had a tap room. Yeah. So um, there's a brewery in North Carolina called Foothills, mm-hmm. and uh, they make a a really good dark beer called Sexual Chocolate. Mm-hmm. And nice. uh, good name. Yeah. Yes. It, it's it's great. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got into the habit of releasing it on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And it created this little kind of movement. So I was like, hey, that's a good idea. You know, this is going to come out in a 22-ounce bottle, which means it's shareable. Yeah. It's got kind of a chocolatey. It depends on what kind of drinker you are. Yeah, well, exactly. I'm telling you right now, you don't want to pound a 22-ounce bottle of that. It'll get you. (laughs) No. Um, So, you know, it's shareable. Uh, It's a cool release date. You know, it's got kind Mm. of a chocolatey coffee note to it. So it kind of plays to that season. Let's release it on Valentine's Day. Yeah. And it, um, it's in the middle of the winter, unquote, winter here in Las Vegas when we only have a couple months where it's cooler and a big beer like this is going to play even better. Yep. So it fit and um, just kind of worked out. So we've kept that as the release date ever since and, uh, you know, kind of built some momentum for it. But it's definitely one of the beers that we make that people go out of their way to seek. And uh, we periodically pop it on and off tap at the brewery, which is pretty amazing because it's great on draft as well. But what I brought you guys is actually, like I said, one of the few that was bottled in 2018 um, before the 2019 version went out. So this has been resting for a while. And, you know, we've been drinking it, and it's definitely got a booze factor to it. Oh, yeah. Uh, You can taste it. It's definitely. Do you think it's gone up? No, it, it's, I mean, it, it might, the alcohol might be more pronounced mm. because some of the other flavors have fallen back a little bit as it ages. Yeah. So it's probably boozier tasting sure. than it was when I first bottled it, but the alcohol is going to remain about the same. Um, but it's very smooth. Yeah. Oh, very smooth. Thank you. And it's. This poor napkin has some of it. And you should just save that napkin. Uh, yeah. Just save it. Well, one time uh, Derek and I did have uh, a guest come on. They brought a uh, dogfish head 90 minute. Was it a 90 no, or a 120? 120. 120. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that they had been aging for two years. Two, yeah. I and think two. one that they had just bought that day. And we actually did a blindfolded taste test of the difference of the two. And it was incredible mm-hmm. to taste the difference. Significant mm-hmm. difference, just those two years. And so, I, I mean, I haven't had the double uh, recently. But this is very smooth, and I wonder just how much how different this would taste than what the one today is. Yeah, I think yeah. The, the one we put on for twenty twenty one, what you probably notice is it'd be a little more viscous because it's going to have more carbonation, okay. so it would taste a little thicker. The flavors would carry around to to more parts of your mouth from the carbonation. Yeah, it'd probably be less alcohol forward. Mm. And, uh, but it wouldn't probably drink as smoothly because it hadn't had a chance to round out. Sure. It'd be, it'd be a little fresher. And when you put stuff in a barrel, um, you know, we generally, we age it for about a year then we blend them and we bottle them. But that, those, those barrel notes, the tannins, the stuff that you pick up from the barrel can be very vibrant at first, but when they round out as they mellow and age, uh, a lot of people prefer that because yeah. it becomes more delicate. 
Um, and other people like it. They want that upfront tannin note. They want to sure. know all oh, this just came out of the barrel and they want to taste it. Where a beer like this is, you know, it's been in a barrel because of the carbonation level and kind of the flavor. But if I didn't tell you and you weren't a beer fan, you might not know. If you go down and you get our 2021 double barrel honey dip on tap, the minute that you drink it, you know it's been in a barrel. Yeah. Like you can yeah. taste it. Yep. Uh, there's there's almost an oak character to it. And, uh, you know, that's different. So stuff like this is is this is something you pop open like a bottle of wine. You can let it sit for several years and you can drink it and share yeah. it with friends. It's yeah. great with food. Um, you know, and, and as a standalone you know, if you just want to strap on a buzz while watching Sleepaway Camp with <laughs> yeah. a twenty-two ounce bottle of this, will definitely do it. Uh, we got, dude. That's or killer all of that sounds space. fantastic. It does. <laughs> it does. Like we we feel kind of blessed to like be able to drink this stuff with you, dude. Man, we, no we're the guy who like lucky. made it, created it, like did its thing. <laughs> like it's it's insane. Yeah. So it's thank cool. you very much. I mean, you know, from the garage to the whatever. Yeah. To, you know. We started from the garage, now we here. Yeah. And that's <laughs> what, what yes. you guys have done. Is and that a dude, DMX quote? No. <laughs> but, uh, dude, Manos, seriously, yeah. this has been incredible, man. Thank you, you guys for having me. You, first of all, you brought some incredible beers. Yep. Like, just really incredible beers. But actually, what's even more important is you brought incredible stories. And, yeah. dude, you taught us a lot about Vegas beer mm-hmm. and the scene that, that you guys are working in. I couldn't be happier or more excited about the stuff that's going on in the, what is it, Beer Street? What's the? Brewery Row. Brewery, Brewery Row. Row. Thank man. you. Gosh, I could not be more excited about that. That is going to be so cool, man. Yep. Well, it already is so cool. I mean, yep. like, I, like I said, we already did a beer crawl down there. But um, No more Vikings blood. You know, you're always welcome here anytime. And by the way, I just wanted to mention too, your can art has been so fantastic. I just want to give you a shout out because I know you guys have done some incredible work so much so that even other brewers are now reaching out to you for like ideas and things like that. So well done guys. Thank Mm -hmm. you, man. I appreciate you. And and once again, thank you guys for for having me on. I I love to support people who love to support craft band and I love this medium. Um, You know, I'm a a big believer in podcasts and radio and digital media to, to, to this degree and uh, I wish y'all all the success in the world man anything I can help just let me know thank you man thank so you very much. much and like I said you're always welcome back thank you for being our first two volume yes. guest this is crazy dude. Derek how cool is this yeah, man it's amazing you got more editing work to do this time That's, you know what for this I'm totally fine with it That's so, awesome yeah well Manos thanks again much appreciated yes it's my pleasure and anyone who knows me won't be surprised that I did a two version episode <laughs> <laughs> now, it's, I, I, now it's gonna be a one version yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm that guy though like it might, I'll, I'll give a speech at my own funeral <laughs> oh, yeah. fantastic awesome. well on that note ladies and gentlemen thanks for tuning in Derek as always love you buddy and we'll be seeing you <laughs>